This is Emma Clark. I'm here for the Brooklyn Public Library's Our Streets, Our Stories project. Today we're here at the Diker Library to interview some of the members of the Diker Singers. It is February 19th, 2016, and I'm here with Maggie Stokeland. So thank you for joining us, Maggie. You're welcome. Where were you born? I was born in Kristiansand, uh, Norway. It's a pretty big town, and I, I forget how many thousands of people, but uh, I was born there, and I lived there until I was three and a half. And then my father was already over here, so my brother, my mother, myself, we took a plane, I think it was a propeller, uh, Icelandic plane. I don't know how many hours it took, like 24 hours. I think we made two stops, one in Iceland and maybe one in Newfoundland. And um, my aunt and uncle, they had already, they were living here. They were working for the new, my uncle worked for the Norwegian uh, consulate. So um, they met us at the airport. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, three and a half years old, I, we moved to, at that time, it was called Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Now it's called Sunset Park and uh, 51st Street between 7th and 8th. We lived there for 10 years or eight years. But and then we moved to 60th Street. So I've lived in that whole area. Now I'm on 86th Street. So <laughs> in like 40, no, in 60 years, I've lived like in within Bay Ridge, Sunset Park, Diker mm -hmm. Heights on the border. Yeah, so that's where I started out. <laughs> and was your father also from Scandinavia? Yeah, my father was so Norwegian, both. carpenter over here, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what did your mother do? My mother, when she first came over here, she uh, she and my aunt, they took turns, They because they had all had kids, so we they took turns cleaning. They cleaned some houses for people in the neighborhood, and so my aunt would go on some days, and my cousin was the same age as me, and she had an older brother, and I had an older brother, so they, they work it out so that the days when my aunt was working, my mother was home with the kids and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I remember with my cousin and I, there was like Lawrence Welk on the, not Lawrence Welk, Liberace, because my cousin used to play the piano and uh, he was on the, he was on the TV in the mornings, I think. And uh, one memorable thing I remember at, at my aunt's house when I stayed there with my cousin. Um, it was on 52nd Street, and they were the super. She was the super in this building. I don't know how many apartments, but um, she was on the second floor. And so I guess I was about five. My cousin and I were the same age, five years old. And in the back of the house, it was fenced in. There was a little yard and a big tree in the back. And on the lower branch, they had uh, an old tire with the, uh, I don't know what was used to the, for the rope to, to swing. So it was a handmade swing, recycling, you know? <laughs> and so. I remember my aunt, uh, when it was time for lunch, she uh, brought the bucket out from from the window, from the second floor, and she you know, had a rope on it, and she made like sandwiches and some kind of drinks for us and some fruit or something, sent it down on the, uh -huh. on the thing for us. And I thought that was so clever, like at that time, I was, that stuck in my mind. I said, oh, that's so creative, you know, to instead of going down and bringing us a lunch, she just like, you know, <laughs> out the window in a bucket with a little string <laughs> and brought it down to us. Mm -hmm. So that's one, one memorable moment that I re recall. But then sadly, they moved to Maryland in, uh, about two years later after we had arrived. So that was sad because I was very close to my cousin. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, but Brooklyn, I was uh, thinking for this project, how it's changed so much in those years because at 8th Avenue in Brooklyn, now it's considered Chinatown. Little, you have all, everything is Chinese there. When we came 60 years ago, everything was Norwegian there. It's changed so much. So I was remembering all the different, um, the bakeries down there and the, uh, there was like two bakeries on 8th Avenue, Olsen's and Patterson's. And there was that Sons of Norway, which is, I guess, kind of like a 
Norwegian version of the Knights of Columbus, you know, but mm -hmm. Norwegian um, Sons of Norway. And um, what else was there? There was a Viking, Norwegian Vi music Viking store on 57th. And then my friend, who I went to school with in sixth grade, her father had the uh, Anderson's Fish Store right across the street. So when I look back now, and then I did do a book on it a few years ago called um, Lapskos Boulevard. Lapskos is like the Norwegian stew. Mm. And so um, they, they, they refer to that 8th Avenue as Norwegian stew. Mm -hmm. And so now it's transformed. So I'm wondering to myself, that was like maybe 30 years ago since it started changing around. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what that's going to be like another 30 or 40 years from now. But, um, but I don't know. Maybe it will stay Chinatown because it seems like... Um, like Chinatown, downtown Manhattan, that has stayed like Chinatown. For, so maybe the Chinese aren't as fast to like pack up and move away as the Norwegians and other nationalities were. I don't know. But anyway, I have a lot of good memories from the Eighth uh, Avenue. And uh, let me see what else I wrote down. I wrote some. Yeah, I wrote down the names of the stores that I could remember. All the uh -huh. Norwegian stores on Eighth Avenue. I wrote down. Uh, let me see. I remember there was an A and P on. I think it was Forty Eighth or Forty Ninth Street and Eighth Avenue. And in the old A and P, they used to they used to the coffee beans used to come in a bag, and they used to ground it for you right there, and and they um, so that like when you finished and they put it back in the bag, it smelled so good. I remember that A and P coffee, but now it's only in the gourmet places where they have that. But I think they used to do that all the time at the A and P A and P coffee. And uh, let's see, what else do I remember? Fredrickson and Hagen, that was the meat store on on Eighth Avenue. And then they moved to Fifth Avenue eventually, but then they changed the name to Fredrickson Johansson. But anyway, <laughs> that's, yeah. Eventually everything moved from Eighth Avenue to Fifth Avenue. And now I think they still have a, well, I know, they still have a, a parade every year that goes on Third Avenue, uh, 17th of May parade, Norwegian, mm -hmm. in a Constitution Day parade. So even though the, neighbor, the uh, Norwegian constituency is smaller and smaller, it's still going on. I don't know how, for how much longer, but it's still yeah. like the neighborhood's changing. So mm -hmm. there's still a little bit of Norwegian left in the neighborhood, but not too much. Sadly, the Nordic Deli, Deli closed uh, last January, January 5, uh, 2015. They were open like for 30 years. That was the last of the Norwegian stores in the neighborhood. So I miss that because I used to get like dinners to go there. So mm -hmm. it's sad, you know, that the. You know, everything has to change, but it's kind of sad when you look back and you think, oh, there's no way <laughs> everyone from the culture like kind of moved elsewhere and, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. What so, kind of uh, specialties are at a Nordic deli? Um, well, like that Lapskos that I said, they have, um, that's like a stew mm -hmm. that every, like, usually they, it started out with being like leftovers. You put it in, but then at the end, people bought, you know, specifically to make the Lapskos. They have that, and then they have this potato dumpling called kompa that you could buy there, and then they had the meatballs, you know, the Norwegian meatballs, or Swedish meatballs, they call them. And, uh, oh, they had, uh, I don't know, they had, every Christmas they used to make all these batches of Norwegian cookies at that store that we, people used to come from all over to, to get them at the holidays. Um, Komkaka, which looks like an ice cream cone. You could fill it with something or you could just have it plain. So yeah, you could get all that stuff there. And you could buy stuff from the the chocolates, you know, from Norway and uh, and fish ca fish cakes from Norway and uh, whatever, like the packaging of peas and soups and stuff like that, ready-made processed from Norway. You could buy that at the store. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What were some of your favorite childhood activities growing up here? Oh, uh, let's see. I remember going to Sunset Park to the pool, but I don't know if it was so favorite, but I, I do remember <laughs> going there. It was very crowded. I remember getting <laughs> splashed and whatever, yeah. but it, <clears throat> that was before air conditioning, you know, really people didn't have it back then. So it was just to go there and cool off to Sunset Park on 40, 47th Street and 7th Avenue. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, I, I did take a picture of this uh, from the neighbor. I used to love, like when I was little, I remember playing with horses, mm -hmm. you know, like not real horses, like glass horses, any kind of horse, mm -hmm. pretending we were horses, like we used to put a rope around and, ah, you know, <laughs> playing horse. And so for some reason, I think uh, there was Aww. a guy that came around, I guess, just to have your photo taken. You know, they, that, that was, they got your mother or whatever. They said, you want to take a picture on a horse? So I guess that was popular because uh, I don't know how much they charged at that time. A few dollars, I guess. And then you got your picture. And, uh, and so I think that was my first time on a horse. I think I must have been about five at that time. And... Uh, and uh, I was, I remember, I, I think that hat, I don't know, and I think about it now, I think this hat was supplied by the guy who was, uh, uh, had the horse, and I wonder how many heads, you know, when I think about it now, probably, a lot of people got lice or something. Probably <laughs> using that same hat, you know, this old cowboy hat. But, um, yeah, I, that, that was, and then I, 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 I finally got to go, I remember riding when I was 12, I guess I was, so seven years later, my friend and I, we went to take the bus and we went to Staten Island to um, Clove, Lake Bar uh, Clove Lake Stables, which is still there today, I think. We took the bus from Brooklyn to, to there. Although I guess they had some places in Brooklyn, but I wasn't, I don't know, that was, and that was an experience. You got to, we got to gallop, we got to trot and walk, you know, we started out. So that was an exciting time for 12 and finally <laughs> made it on a real horse. <laughs> Did you go to school in the area? Yes, uh, first started out first grade, uh, uh, PS 94 on 50th Street and 51st Street and 6th Avenue, still there. Yeah, I guess they're all still there. Then we moved my last year, uh, 6th grade, we moved to uh, from 51st Street to 60th Street. So then I went to PS 105 on 58th Street and Fort Hamilton Parkway for my 6th grade. And then we went to Pershing Junior High School, which is on 49th Street and 9th Avenue and then Fort Hamilton High School after mm -hmm. that. And then I went to Hunter for a while, for three years, and then I just left. I couldn't uh, make up my mind what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. so I left after three years and never went back. <laughs> and then I worked in an office for, I guess, about 30 years, and now I'm retired, so uh, turned 65 in a couple of uh, months, so I'm looking forward to getting my half fare, I said to Brenda. <laughs> Paying half fare on the subway and buses, that'll be nice. That's one of the advantages of getting a little older and uh, yeah is there anything else I wanted to mention I don't remember let's see now oh yes when I first came over here my first slice of pizza uh, my cousin she was born here you know she went back to Norway since you know just like the reversal but anyway so she was going to introduce me to pizza on uh, 53rd Street and 5th Avenue King's Pizzeria which she lived on 52nd Street near 5th and that place is still there today. And this was like in 1955, 56 that I, and so she started me off with, she had the pizza and she gave me the crust. Like that, that was broke me into the, because we weren't used to that pizza, you know, in Norway. So it didn't take me long before I, I liked it, you know, to this day, I love that pizza. So, uh, but it's funny that that place is still around after 60 years, you know, that King's Pizzeria.
Yeah. Yeah. A few things are still there. All these places here that I've mentioned, uh, they've all closed down, like the Deer Head, the Atlantic Restaurant. People used to go there. It was like a great bargain. You got all this food and meatballs and potatoes and, and uh, what do you call it, after stewing, which is like the stewed, uh, mashed up uh, peas. Got all this stuff and lingonberries for like mm -hmm. a very little money. There was a lot of carpenters uh, who were single. They used to go there after work and eat there. And then they would go to the Deerhead pub right across the street and have some beers or whatever. So that was like, uh, yeah. Um, big, uh, yeah, a big old Scandinavian uh, neighborhood, that kind of. You know what's funny is my brother moved back to Norway and now they have the Sons of Norway in Norway, the Norway branch, for the people who left when they were young and then came back uh -huh. and they still like the membership part of it. So now they have members, even though it started originally for people who moved away from their country and now they have it in one branch based in Norway, a few branches based in Norway all over the country in the United States as well. Mm -hmm. And have yeah. you lived in Brooklyn most of your adult life? Yeah, I mean, I've gone back and visited mm -hmm. in Norway. I've gone back probably, oh, I don't know, a couple of dozen times probably. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've always, uh, I like I like Brooklyn, I like New York. I like, uh, I like that you don't have to have a car to get around here. It's nice, convenient to take the bus or the subway or your feet, you can walk here which I found out one time in Staten Island, you can't. I got off the bus one place. I was going to this uh, Jacques something, that Marchand, Jacques Marchand, the Tibetan place. I got off the bus and then I had to walk up to this top of the hill and like, there was no road. I said, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> the cars are zooming by. And I said, well, you really need a car here in, in Staten Island because it's dangerous to get off the, off the road. You're out of luck, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's about it. Let me see. I, I left a photo if you wanted to, because I had an extra one from the class we had last time of this uh, on the horse thing, and I put some stuff, on, some notes on the back. If, um, let me see what it was. Oh, yeah. So I, I think I mentioned that about my first time riding. This is my first time on a horse, and then I went like a few years later, seven years later, with my friend Nancy Moore, who lived on 60th Street with me. We took the bus. We felt very uh, adult. You know, we took the bus. I guess maybe it was like one of the first few times going on our own. I guess right now it would be considered young, 12 to go, like from Brooklyn to Staten Island mm -hmm. on your own. To it. But at that time, it was kind of uh, kind of normal. And I, I said that Bay Ridge uh, in the 50s was known as Bay Ridge, but then I think in the 70s they changed the perimeter because before Sunset Park was just the actual park, but then it became a whole area. Mm -hmm. And they broke Bay Ridge up and made it like further over towards the hundreds. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's about it. That's my story. Well, I knew I'd have to get to rehearsal. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome.